Hello and welcome to Modern Men. On this episode of the podcast, I'm thrilled to be joined by Ahmad Juma. He is a speaker, an artist, a coach, and the creator of the Shook Man concept. Now, we spoke loads about his journey with mental health and how he has used a simple idea, a simple doodle, as the basis for his concept and his coaching. Now, it's a really intriguing conversation and I really hope you thoroughly enjoy it. Just before we get into the episode, I'd just like to say, please go down and follow me on the socials and also whatever platform you're listening on, please do give me a like, a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a review, whatever you can do on that platform because it really helps us push the conversation around men's mental health. So without further ado, let's get into the episode proper with Ahmad Juma. Enjoy. So welcome to the podcast, Ahmad. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, George. Thank you. No problem. It's, um, don't know what the weather's like near you, but it's really sunny, nice Tuesday, kind of late afternoon, evening when we're recording this. Um, how's the weather for you? It's kind of at the time of recording slowly becoming a little bit better in terms of the weather and the warmth and things like that. Um, are you enjoying it? Yeah, it's an, I mean, it's not been too warm today. Yesterday was quite uh, quite hot. I was actually out in the garden uh, making making use of some of that summer. Well, not summer, but some of that sun. <laughs> a very yeah. rare sun in the UK, I find. I mean, and, and right now, as I look out the window, there's a whole bunch of clouds and there's just an opening where there's like a bulk of sun just punching through the clouds. So it's quite nice. Yeah, I know. I do know what you mean. It is, to, to be fair, it is quite hit and miss. I think I'm just kind of blinded by the fact that the sun's out here right now i've kind of like just you just get it automatically into kind of a summer mode like living in britain but um yeah it it was right it was horrible kind of gray clouds and rain last week so i'm hoping that it sort of sticks a little bit more this time and we get something a little bit better um going on but um we'll, we'll move we'll move into the opening question of the podcast and that is if we could be having this conversation together anywhere in the world where would it be and why it's funny you started with the weather because um, I think for me, I would ideally any time I would love to be in Mauritius, especially, I mean, if I could fast forward to the November time of the year as well, where the sun's really hot, it's just because the weather's great there and the scenery's great. And I find I, in a way, I, I find I come alive in a different way when I'm out in Mauritius. Oh yeah, that's, that's lovely. It's never, a, it's not a part of the world that I've been able to venture out to yet, but it's on my list um of places to visit um mm. what is it specifically that kind of stands out about mauritius to you what's your what's your connection to it is it kind of the the um the, the weather and the climate or the scenery or do you have kind of like specific memories there or is it is it just kind of like a safe escape for you mm. well so both my parents are actually from mauritius while i was born in the uk and i feel like i I've never lost touch with like the island life and the the sunnier life. Like I've, the sun itself just gives me a. I feel like it 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 gives me a certain energy that is just not there in the UK in the same way. So I'm I'm always fond of going back to Mauritius and and also it's such a beautiful place. Like it, I I often say to friends and people who haven't been, like the whole island just looks like it's been landscaped. Yeah. Well. From from what I've seen in in like pictures and stuff like that, from what I can remember, like I I totally agree. Like so, it'd be lovely to go out and see that one day. 
but yeah to have that family family connection to a place like that must be really 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 nice and i get what you mean even from like my perspective um as someone who doesn't really have any family at all who um are are living abroad or from abroad um particular well no, no immediate family at least i don't have that connection but i do know what you mean in terms of like when the sun in a different country and the atmosphere and just the kind of the feel of it is totally different to the uk i don't know whether it's just because we're used to the uk or whether it's like just th there is just something slightly more magical about kind of the sun when you're in a different country <laughs> like it is just a little bit better um and i think i think a lot of us i've had i've yeah i've had this conversation with a lot of guests about kind of like how it, you just feel kind of more more relaxed when you're abroad in any in any capacity like mm -hmm. i know it's probably because you're there on holiday a lot of the time but it just seems like everybody else is so much more relaxed and like it coming back to the uk just seems so, so much more stressful i don't know why but uh mauritius kind of like <laughs> yeah. gives me vibes of one of those sorts of places where everything's a little bit more chilled uh compared to the compared to the uk i don't know if that's true or not <laughs> No, it totally is. And actually, I like the number one thing. So I spent a bit of time there last year. And whenever I'd send some photos of myself or a selfie or stuff to friends, they'd be like, oh, you look so relaxed. And it's not like I was doing anything specifically. I wasn't like, you know, doing a hundred spa days or anything like that. It yeah. was just there and uh, just being, seeing the ocean. And like, I totally agree. Like the energy, because coming back to, to UK after spending some time in Mauritius, I could really feel what I call the anxiety of being in London. It just I, like there's everyone. I mean, I I kind of like jokingly say, but warmly say that like UK, you don't come here for the weather. You know, you come here to work. So so like in the UK, I feel like the vibe in the city here is mostly about focus, about, you know, if the weather's not great, it's a great opportunity to be indoors working on something. And uh, so I see it like that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's I suppose that's a good way of looking at it. I completely agree with you. Like even uh yeah i haven't even been to kind of like the ocean for quite a while like i only went near kind of the sea i'm trying to think of the last time it probably was probably was like la last september but it feels like a lot longer ago because i'm like slap bang in the middle of the uk in the midlands like as far as you can get from from the sea really so like that's an an added challenge but yeah i know what you mean about like there is a kind of level of anxiety and and stress and things like that that just seems to kind of permeate through like everything everything in the uk a lot of the time uh, unless you can switch off from it which um yeah you you've got obviously some like really nice countryside and sort of seaside places which are nice to kind of like switch off from that but it is uh, on on a weekly basis it's it's very very challenging so i suppose we'll get into the kind of main um topics of the podcast episode like i said before we started recording keep it very fluid because i know um you've got kind of a lot to talk about and we'll just kind of see where the episode goes but i guess first i sort of wanted to know what was it that first kind of was your light bulb moment into discussing mental health talking about mental health or your kind of like first experiences what's your kind of like very first memory i guess of of mental health i feel like my my life's journey um and there's like been numerous experiences that have essentially been pointers on the way that got me to where I am today. So I, I think for the longest time, I never even considered it as uh, as a topic of mental health or um, that that would have been 
that would have been probably in the last couple of years that I would have I would have seen it that way. I think before that, I was always focused, like from I think from high school, like when when um, when you notice people start to awaken to their sexuality and start to have boyfriends and girlfriends and and this sort of thing, I always felt like an outsider, and so for me that was that that was a point of entry into wondering about how could I improve my confidence? How could I improve my social skills? And, um, and that's initially how I used to view it. And it's only, I think in the last few years that like the culmination of everything that I studied and everything that I went through in order to sort of, how do I say, like be able to express my, the best version of me in my most natural state. It was then realizing that actually a lot of things that I'd learned is super powerful and super useful for obviously my own mental health, but also in sharing with other people. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of people, it does tend to be that sort of high school or kind of like early teenage years. And I think it's, you know, childhood as in as in kind of under the age of sort of 11, 10 or 11 is kind of for a lot of us seen as quite kind of carefree and then when the problems start to emerge for a, for a lot of people I mean I I had I had my struggles kind of earlier than that at primary school and things like that to an extent but everything seemed to kind of exacerbate a little bit and become more real uh, at secondary school so it's interesting you say that and um it I I relate to you on the on on the topic of kind of confidence and social skills and that's something that I've had to work on a great deal um throughout throughout my life for the past kind of you know, 15, 10 to 15 years or so. And what what was your, what were your kind of first steps, I guess, into identifying these areas of your mental health and your kind of, I, yeah, I guess your mental health skill set? What, 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 what were your first steps in kind of identifying what you wanted to improve um, uh, uh, um, about yourself, I suppose? Yeah, so again, like back, at, back in high school, I didn't necessarily recognize it as like mental health challenges or I guess it all just felt like just what 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 was and what is and it wasn't until I was in university that I started to question um where I was at like socially and in terms of confidence socially and being able to socialize and I I guess in that way it's like these different experiences allow us to reflect and and then start to measure ourselves and compare um, against other people that we see around us and that highlighted to me areas where I felt like I saw other men or you know other young men being more confident and feeling like well why am I not that confident and you know what's up with me and so I, the, the first ever thing I remember like clear as day is uh, being uh, at home in, in, in my town in Wanstead here, which is in the east of London and walking along and I saw a couple of um, young girls sitting at a, at a cafe and I felt like going over and saying hello. And I was just overridden with fear. And so then I diverted my path. To, just the obvious thing to me was divert my path to the library and went looking for a, like a book about confidence. Because I just felt like, how how am I going to like deal with this level of fear? And the very first thing that I saw on the shelf, or what jumped out to me rather, was a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Suzanne Jeffers, which was the first ever self-development book that I that I read 
And and then from there, I then I, I think that book really helped me to understand that it was possible to learn and to model and to change and transform. And so from that point onwards, I then was looking for more information and eager to learn more about myself, about dealing with emotions, about expressing myself and all these things. That's really interesting you say that. And I think I think it's um I'm glad you've kind of like linked it to the whole male side of things as well because i think there are so, sort of those added pressures at that age for men well for i guess boys at boys i suppose at that stage um uh, at that stage of life and it's really interesting that hearing kind of the stories of how a lot of the guests who have appeared on on the show have kind of had incidents where they've you know not felt socially confident whether it be with uh, whether it be in terms of like a relationship sense or or seeking that out or whether it just be in terms of a friendship sense um and it, yeah it's really interesting hearing the kind of different ways that you that you go about dealing with that and for you to turn to to that book i believe that book was actually suggested um by aaron bretman who was the second second guest on the podcast back in february i want to say so it's it's interesting that that book gets gets another mention on the show it's something i'm gonna have to seek out hopefully and have a little have a little look at myself but um i guess yeah what how how have you kind of continued on this journey because i suppose i think for a lot of us as we naturally get older we pick up skills and things like that was it those experiences that would make your kind of life pan out in the way that it has in terms of taking a closer interest in mental health and in terms of a, a content creation kind of way and kind of your lifestyle and your career and things like that or was it those early experiences that kind of pushed you into thinking you know I want to kind of help other people and I, I want to share my experiences hmm. yeah totally because that's where I feel like my personal journey gave me a sense of awareness that I didn't know that's what I was learning at the time like I wasn't considering it like let's say mindset or um, like mental health tools or anything like that. I was just seeking knowledge and I was seeking to learn to better myself. And, you know, of course, along the way, I, I met many people who were also doing the same. And I suppose we were just trying to maximize our enjoyment of life and, and get the most out of life and realizing that fears and anxieties were kind of getting in the way. So then it wasn't until I think uh, well, 2016, I first came up with the concept of Shookman, which is something that I'm now using as a way of educating others in emotional awareness and, and good mental health practices. But I'd have to say, I think it was only in the last couple of years and really during the pandemic, when the pandemic hit and realizing how much of an impact this was going to have on people, that I really started to recognize the value of everything that I had done and start to verbalize it because for the longest time this was just knowledge for me and I, I would I did coach and teach others but never on, on a like I never necessarily through social media um as as I was saying to you once before I had a podcast where I was talking about these topics but mostly through the through the filter of dating so now it's just in general right and it's just like oh actually these are things that people need um you know, men, women, any gender for for life. And these are things that have massively helped me. And I just want to share that with anyone that it can help. Yeah, I think I, I, I relate to you in terms of what you say about kind of, I think people who have these experiences, whether it be 
problems with or, or struggles with confidence or anxiety, depression or or just anything mental health kind of related or or social related, that kind of thing, and has found these kind of tools to improve that within themselves, it is natural to kind of want to share those things. And I think I've experienced that as well in terms of that's why I've started this podcast and why I've done a few kind of other little bits here and there is to kind of to share those things. But it's interesting that you that you touch on your your previous podcast and stuff like that, um, which was kind of a lot of it centered around the, the topic of dating and things like that. Is there a reason that that's become that, that was kind of like a focus for you? Is that because I, I think that's something firstly, it's not something that I've that I've discussed too closely on modern men before. Um, and I guess I just wanted to touch on kind of how how do you think men, uh, specifically younger men, but but men in general can kind of improve the way that they approach dating and the way that they feel about kind of situations like that? Hmm. Yeah, like, okay. so the reason why we went down the pathway of dating, because we actually, uh, so it was with my uh, um, friend and I, David, David Chambers, and um, when we sat down to consider, like, what we were uh, going to do with the podcast, we knew that actually there was an undercurrent around mental health, around self-expression, around being being open and emotionally intelligent in that respect. However, we felt that at the time when we were create, creating this, because I think this was like 2018 when we first started, we just felt that it wasn't niche enough. And it, we felt like at the time, not many men could relate to such a vast array of topics. Obviously, things have changed massively now, I think. And that's why it's so much easier to talk about this now. But back then, we were like, okay, well, let's use something uh, like dating as a vehicle to share this information. And that's why the podcast was called the Authentic Dating Series, because the basic premise of it was that the more open and vulnerable in terms of expression a man can be with himself and others, the more attractive he is and the more natural he is. And I think prior to that way of thinking, there was a lot more onus on the strategies or the specific pickup lines, you know, the techniques and the tools. Uh, rather than one's own self-expression and own self-realization in who they are. And so this is something that is still very, and is present and is the, the core of what I now teach today and talk about today. Um, but without specifically talking just about dating, it's just, it's the idea is that who we are and how we express who we are is the key to to creating connection, is the key to having stronger bonds and being attractive. I was going to say, quote unquote, being attractive. But in essence, it's like being yourself, right? People often say in dating, the, the, the old advice is actually true. Just be yourself. But the problem is most people don't know actually how to be themselves because we're so often trying to be something other than ourselves in order to fit in. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's really interesting to hear because I did because I've started doing uh, a, a new schedule on this podcast where every other week I do a solo episode um, and then the following week I'll do a guest episode. Um, and I think it was, I want to say, I don't know how long ago it will be, but um, an episode that came out in April, I want to say, of this year was kind of a solo episode that I did focusing on individuality and sort of self-expression and things like that, where I shared shared some of my own experiences and I touched, I think I touched on kind of it, it making 
um, in making a person more attractive. And I think you're right in terms of it, it can make a person more attractive in a dating sense, but it can also make a person more attractive to every, like everything that they want in their life, whether it be friendships, whether it be kind of closer bonds with work colleagues, whether it be career goals, whether it be personal goals, creative goals, all those kind of things kind of start flooding towards you when you kind of embrace them and and don't try and be this kind of masked version of yourself uh, or, or, or put on a front and that kind of thing. And I think it's such an interesting topic because I think that that's the thing. You, you attract the right people for you when you are being yourself. Otherwise, you know, if you're pretending to be somebody else, you're going to attract people who match that pers- that persona. And I think that's why so many people kind of don't necessarily have, especially men, I think that is a reason that a lot of men don't necessarily have as strong, meaningful friendships that they deep down actually desire. So I think we'll, we'll move on, obviously, um, in in a little bit onto your kind of like shook man concepts and all those kind of things and the book that you created. But before we get to that, I just want to touch quickly on how how do you think that men can kind of equip themselves to to have the courage to be themselves more and be a more authentic version of themselves because it is a it is a challenge and I think men especially emotionally are required by society to kind of put on a mask and pretend that there's no emotion going on that there's no kind of nothing bad going on in their life and that we're just sort of in in a lot of ways kind of just told to continue through everything and be the kind of powerful dominant person um but how how can you kind of how how do you think men can equip themselves to kind of actually be more authentic and be more open and be more vulnerable yeah i think the main thing is to begin to study your emotions and understand why you feel what you feel because everything that we experience has a source It, it started somewhere and that in itself is that's that's the the beginnings of of uh, emotional awareness and emotional intelligence. And the thing is with that is it creates a sense of compassion because when you start to study, you start to understand there are certain decisions that you made or certain reasons that you feel the way you feel today. Maybe you feel shameful in certain certain circumstances, or you feel shy or aggressive or angry and you start to realize it's because everything that happened to you when you were young has now led you to have the emotional experiences that you have now and by and large you know it's not your fault per se that you know you have these experiences in the past but the the ability to be self-regulated in today's world is is like well it's it's like a golden key to to life so I feel like, yeah, beginning, if you haven't, if you feel like you don't know why you feel what you feel, or perhaps I think for quite a lot of men, you feel like you don't feel at all, that you feel numb, then to start to explore that. And there are many different ways that you can explore. I think obviously reading a book is, or or, or several books is, is useful to get some vocabulary but I think the best things to do is to actually be in conversation with people that know the work, whether it be a therapist or you're attending courses or groups where this sort of topic is brought up and shared and you have an opportunity to explore and delve into it. Yeah, 
that's from from what I gather is really sort of sound advice. And I think something that I've been trying to work on myself because I think I feel like I'm in a place now where I'm a much more authentic version of myself. But I think it, there's always work to be done. There's always ways to kind of continue that journey and continue the process. And uh, it's it probably you probably won't ever fully get there. But it's just about kind of continually working on these things, I guess, to get to more of a level of authenticity because there are so many benefits as we've just kind of discussed to 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 being yourself in the most natural and truest way that you possibly can be so i just wanted to move on to the whole shook man concept would you just be able to kind of take us back to the beginning and kind of what 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 is the basis of this concept and what what does it actually mean to you and what kind of was is is the purpose of of um creating it yeah, so Shookman originally began as a singular image that I drew with a with a biro pen on a piece of paper back in 2016. And it was just this sense of a character and I didn't necessarily fully comprehend the the full scope of what I had created or what it actually meant to me back then. But as time has gone on and the the longer I've delved into this creation and created more drawings and art and um, now moving into animation and there's a topic of potentially films and and also now workshops the more I've gotten into it what shook man is to me is the is the visible and near like physical representation of our fears and anxieties that we have in our mind and what i've discovered that is really powerful about shookman is that by making our fears and anxieties something that we can see by literally making fear visible it takes the power out of it because so often like right now we're talking about it right we're talking about emotional awareness we're talking about past fears, anxieties, or current fears and anxieties, but it's all very, um, what's the, like, it's, it's just words, right? We, we can't see anything. Mm-hmm. And human beings with visual creatures. So when we take something like that, that normally is inv- invisible and just exists in our mind, we can't see it. It just bounces around like thoughts and feelings in our body and in our mind. It's, it's very difficult to comprehend and, and um, negotiate with it. But by making it physical, um, visible, sorry, by making it visible, I've, I've created something here that it, it's actually what I've now recently started to become aware of and appreciate is I've made emotional awareness something a lot easier to communicate without having to communicate and use the words emotional awareness, if that makes sense. Because I'm talking about people's personal thoughts and feelings they, they don't i don't have to say hey by the way this is emotional awareness i'm just saying hey so you know that voice in your head like i've given him a name and i've given him a face and uh, we can now discuss how you think and feel about stuff yeah that is very powerful because that's the thing i think for for me like it, it hasn't it's been another running theme on this podcast and in just kind of my personal life is kind of creativity or having some form of outlet to kind of put your energy into when you're suffering from any form of anxiety or depression because like you said yeah if those if those kind of thoughts and feelings and physical physical kind of pains that are 
attributed to those emotions and feelings if they're just kind of stuck within the confines of your body they're just bouncing around and you're not kind of letting them out in any way and i think they're everyone has their own way of letting them out but it's interesting if you'd say that they're um the whole kind of concept began from just like a kind of biro drawing on a uh, back in back in 2016 and i think that's such a kind of natural kind of like nice way for something like that to begin where, where did the concept kind of take you like what what kind of have you done with that concept over the past couple of years yeah so actually to step to take a step back actually before 2016 so the the idea of shookman as the name of the voice in the head was something that I used to talk to my friends about when we would be in the clubs and we'd want to like go and talk to a, a, a woman and, and be that we found attractive. And there'll be that little voice that jumps up and says um, like you know, a million different reasons as to why this is going to go terribly wrong. And so we'd start to joke about that. We would just be like, oh, Shook Man's talking to us, right? So that's that's where the, like, the original name came from. And then when I drew, when I like first drew him, that was like uh, an interesting moment because it was just like putting like a face to a name, like literally putting a face to a name that was for the little voice in the head. But then since then, I myself have delved deeper into understanding like what does Shookman actually mean for me? What is Shookman's intentions and seeking to to express in the world? And through through this like sort of self-exploration, but also with the idea of creating something to be shared with other people. I suppose whereas the 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 furthest reaches of it now is like I've been actually been teaching young children ages of ten and eleven about Shookman and helping them to use this concept to understand their thoughts and feelings and emotions around topics that and and things that they're like faced with and challenges that they face with in school and in their lives at such a young age, and and so that's the furthest reaches of where it's at now. But originally it began as the idea of a comic book or the intention of sharing the same thing and which then uh, metamorphosized into the idea of a, a film script and then it was a lot of art and designs and then t-shirts and clothing and so there's this whole very like visual and artist, artistic and creative aspect to Shookman which again all feeds into the idea of making him visible so that we can actually talk about this stuff and so now taking it to to um, to kids, uh, currently I've done that as a pilot, and the next step is to then take it into schools. The idea here is to introduce uh, young people to emotional awareness at a, at a young age where they can then use that awareness and knowledge going forward in life. Because in essence, you know, it's interesting because when you asked me, you know, where did my journey begin? I said, well, it started in high school, right? And it's like, but back then I didn't have any vocabulary for this sort of stuff so what shookman is enabling for young people is it's giving them vocabulary and it's giving them tools to be able to work with what's coming up for them and their emotions and it's been very interesting because i've had um in in the pilot itself there was one uh, young boy who his mother was like adamant that he doesn't really enjoy going to places and yet we ran this um this course for four weeks one hour a week and by the end of it he was really excited to come and then i also noticed how he was very quiet at the beginning he wouldn't share in the group but then at the end when i'd asked questions he'd be the first to put his hand up and so there was this very natural unfolding 
um, through becoming aware and also young kids sharing how they really think and feel about stuff. It's quite quite phenomenal, really. That is, yeah, that is very, very powerful because I don't think that that's something that a lot of young people are equipped with. And it's it's not necessarily the fault of their parents or their guardians or anything like that because most of those people also weren't equipped to talk about their emotions or to kind of deal with their emotions even internally before before talking about them or externalizing them and to kind of yeah to to just be one kind of like voice empowering young people to talk about these things or to know kind of like even the first steps in dealing with them because i think it can be especially at a younger age it can be very even even now but at a younger age it can be so confusing to kind of encounter these challenging emotions and to then take the next step and know how to kind of combat them or how to to challenge them or how to kind of you know get get rid of them in 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 whatever way is such a such a challenge so that's yeah that's a really kind of admirable thing to do and really kind of like nice idea and i like how it's all stemmed from just kind of a kind of not necessarily an inside joke but like a reference between you and your friends and things like that and it's kind of transformed something kind of very close to home and very humble has sort of transformed into something that can actually start to to genuinely help people so yeah yeah that's that's absolutely incredible so you said as well you did kind of like an illustrated book as well is that does that that also part of the same kind of concept and the same project yeah totally so even though i find myself teaching kids at this stage originally when i first set out i was always like well being a man myself and being i'm actually i'm going to be 39 tomorrow so you know being in the 30s and, and being a man i was always like you know well this is my demographic right i'm going to be teaching men and you know from the ages of say 25 to 35 just to, just to give it a niche right <laughs> yeah and it's talked about in business you need to niche right so so that was my original niche but then with the concept, because I mentioned earlier, the different avenues that are that are kind of opening up and being explored, there were so many different things that I could potentially do. I I had to pick something, right? So the book I originally wrote as something to share with young men, and um, and that's actually then so it's part of the same project and and it still exists, um, but that's actually what then led me to teaching children. <laughs> so. So it's just like I'm just following the thread, right? So yeah, but the the book essentially I wrote as a guide to introduce people to the concept of Shookman, like you know his name, what he looks like, and the reasons for his existence, and give people it's kind of like a condensed awareness of everything that I have understood and experienced about the little negative voice that we have in our mind a little fearful voice yeah various things that i've experienced in life and putting it into i think it's about 22 pages with lots of illustrations making something i wanted to make something that was not just a little book but engaging i actually wanted to create something that was artistic so that people could pick it up and they'd want to read it and they would find it engaging to read and i really am proud of that little book because <laughs> i think i really went above and beyond in creating in creating that yeah, no, that that sounds like such a lovely sort of concept. Is there any way that um, anybody listening can can find it? I'm glad you asked. Yes, they can. <laughs> they can. <laughs> it's um, uh, you can find it at www.shook. That's s h o o k man. So that's all one word. Shookman.com. 
Perfect. Yeah, so I will, of course, leave the uh, links and everything down below um, to the socials and everything like that, Ahmed socials and the whole Shookman concept and the website and things like that down below. Also, happy birthday for tomorrow. Uh, have you got anything planned? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for dinner with my dad and uh, keep it quite simple and then maybe some something with friends on the weekend. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah, no, I've got my I've got my birthday coming up in about two weeks' time as well. So kinda making plan making plans for that as well. Um but yeah, I think we'll um uh, we'll move on to the final couple of questions of the episode. So like I said before we started recording, like they're very they're kind of very straight to the point questions, but they are very open to interpretation. So the first question is the first question of the two is what is one resource that you would recommend to modern men? Firstly, it'll be my my little book mm. <laughs> we just spoke about. Yeah, so, definitely. So yeah, and, and so yeah, I mean, I, but I, without any like like you know, jokes aside, like genuinely, that's something that I have created for you know the modern man to appreciate emotions and to have to have an awareness that you know, in my day and age, it just wasn't available. So, you know, definitely something for today. But the other thing that I find amazingly powerful, and I've been involved in a few of these myself, and it's, they're called men's groups. And I don't know if you've heard of men's groups before. Have you? I have done. Yeah, I have. I've never been involved in anything like that, but it's something that I'm really interested in kind of like looking further into. Mm. Yeah. So, like I find them so powerful. I've I've um, I've been involved in a few. I, I haven't done loads of them, and I know a couple of people have been doing them and even facilitating them for over twenty years. So they've been around a long time. And the reason I recommend them is because the idea of a men's group is it's a space for men to come together and share like whatever challenges they're facing and just open up and be vulnerable in the space of men. And why this is so powerful, especially in the modern age, is because I feel like as men, we often don't talk openly about how we really think and feel in the presence of our friends, like our male friends. And that creates a sense of isolation. And what I find in any men's group that I've ever attended is at the beginning, even I feel like despite, you know, all of the work I've done, even I feel a bit of a reservation of sharing the things that I'm embarrassed i don't i don't know how all these will be received if i openly share about how i'm really thinking and feeling about areas of my life but yet by the end of it after everyone has opened up and shared you just get this sense that you know what we're all the same like whatever embarrassment and shame that i was holding at the start of this session at the end of it it's like i'm i can't believe like you know like that i was thinking that because actually all of us all men are experiencing the same thing and it is really powerful in the space of just men because it's a different dynamic when other or when women are involved. And when it's just men, you get very specific stuff that, in fact, it was one um, one men's group leader who shared this with me, which is I'd never heard this before. But he said that no man is confident around other men; it's always a facade. That's that's just something that he's discovered after teaching and and facilitating rather men's groups for over twenty years is like all men when they walk into a room of other men they all feel a sense of putting their guard up and men's groups is a space where you can actually put down your guard and just chill for once. Yeah, I think that is crucial and it's something that 
needs to kind of be be even more accessible i think or or just be be kind of more widespread i guess in in another way as well because i think obviously a lot of what i've done on this podcast is trying to kind of encourage men or uh, allow men to see that it is okay to talk about these things but it's it's often difficult to find the setting and i think sometimes you do need kind of like the perfect setting to to kind of have this outlet and i think a men's group is absolutely the perfect thing to do so so that's certainly something that i will be looking deeper into and seeing if there's kind of anything around me specifically because i think i'd hugely benefit from that especially even i was talking to you before we started recording about how i work full-time from home which can be relatively isolating like i've got a small kind of um few i've got a couple of kind of friends that i see regularly or relatively regularly at least and i've got a partner who see her and see her family and i will hopefully be moving in with her soon um possibly even when this episode comes out not entirely sure but um but um it, yeah it still can be very isolating and having something like that can might actually help so i think definitely it's something something that everybody should should explore a little bit if they get the opportunity to do so or if they feel that they need that kind of safe space to to open up a little more so the the final question of the episode is what is one tip or piece of advice that you would leave for modern men one tip i feel that yeah i feel that the one tip would be i I mentioned earlier about study studying your emotions and the one tip would be to to do that to study your emotions Uh, but the reason why is because emotional resilience is one thing that keeps you adaptable in life and if you're unawares of you know why you feel the way you feel or what causes you to feel the way you feel and you are thinking that it's just is the way it is um that's gonna trip you up in 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 many ways in life and I've, um, like I mentioned earlier, like I'm turning 39 tomorrow. I've had a roller coaster of of the last few years. You know, everyone has with with say COVID, but I had some deeply personal and hurtful things occur in my life. And I, my capacity to be resilient in the face of challenges, emotional challenges, ha- I has definitely been proven to myself. Like I, I after going through everything I went through and and passing through it, even friends around me would are are commending me let's say it's like been a a a year uh since i went through something deeply distressing and i've got friends saying yeah like like seriously like well done like you've come very far in in such a short space of time and i put that down to the work that i've done in understanding who i am and understanding what's important to me and that's not possible unless you understand your emotions understand where they come from and it's not to say that I never experience anxiety or self-doubt or, you know, sadness and depression. I, I do. But my capacity to deal with, you know, the stuff that comes up in life. And to, to, to just conclude on that, I'd say life is inherently painful. There's going to be things. There's always going to be things that are going to cause us pain. Um, and I, I'm not going to list loads of the things now, but there are definitely things and we can all, we can all imagine what the things that they are. Right. And, and so our capacity though, to, to deal with those things, it, I, I feel like that's paramount, right. To, to being confident, that's paramount to being, to being human, 
it's you know and and to riding the ways of life so if you if you if you're lacking that resilience or you're lacking that vulnerability yeah definitely look into studying your emotions mm. i think that's almost something that i that's that's incredible advice by the way i think that's almost something that i've kind of done without even knowing i think covid gave me sort of the opportunity to look within myself a little bit more because literally we had so much well i don't know not everybody did so a lot of people still worked or um you know or were ill themselves or whatever but personally i had a lot of time to kind of focus on myself during during covid i was furloughed and i was kind of i think i was doing uni at that time because uh, i did uni a little bit late a little bit later and um but, but i still had plenty of spare time and i think just before covid i went through like a very very tragic personal event and it's almost like covid kind of helped me like allowed me the time to deal with that and i'm almost very grateful for having that opportunity to kind of allow me to to do that but like yeah i i'm totally with you in terms of like people that i know have said the same to me in terms of how i've dealt with things and kind of how i've um stayed resilient because there is a stark difference between you know powering through and kind of ignoring your anxieties or your emotions or, or whatever and being resilient to them and kind of not 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 totally like you said we still have our challenging days but being able to kind of like I've all, uh, the way that I always think of it is life will always throw you challenges and tragedy and horrible things but it's about kind of making them get, getting to a point where they're slightly less horrible and they affect you slightly less and just kind of like making sure that the happier times are, are happier and the um, 